Hello everyone, my name is Q and welcome to episode 29 of the MJ Cast. It's not really a regular episode, but we didn't want to interrupt your release schedule, so we have come up with this idea of questions for Q. Hope you enjoy. The following is a presentation from the MJ Cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ Cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's that's one of my favorite things. I love you. <laughs> I love my fans. Just simply Michael Jackson. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Thanks for tuning into the MJ Cast, everyone. I hope you enjoy this little odd episode. It's going to be completely off the cuff and completely improvised, and it is just myself, Q, today. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you don't get bored from listening to me. And uh, Jamin will be back next episode. So. What we are going to do today is something very different. We haven't actually done this before, and this is only the second episode where it's only been a solo host. The first being the test episode, episode zero, which was Jamin, way back when early last year in 2015. So the episodes usually come out every two weeks. We really try and keep to that schedule, and to do that this week, the idea we had was an asking listener questions or answering listener questions sorry and so we put a quick call out across twitter and on facebook so if you are on our pages on twitter or facebook thank you so much and thank you for those that contributed so we did a call for questions and we got quite a few and i'm going to do the best that i can i probably should have started a timer going to do the best I can on answering as many of these questions for you that you sent to us um, today on this episode. So we're not even going to really do any news headlines. We're not going to do a lot of the usual sort of little segments, but I hope that you enjoy this episode. And if you do, let us know. I hope I remember to do everything that I meant to do as well. So like I said, it's going to be pretty much completely improvised, uh, completely off the cuff So I hope I don't say anything that gets myself into trouble. I hope I don't drop too many swear words or anything. And I'm going to try and keep it really simple for Jamin to edit because I know he's really pressed for time and we really want to get this out as soon as possible. So you might hear me writing, you might hear me taking notes, distracting myself, all those kind of things. So We will see how we go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to head straight over to Facebook and I'm going to start going through the questions that we got from you guys, our listeners. So the first question we got was from Madison Jones. And I probably should have actually done a bit of research on this because it's a good question. And yeah, I haven't actually done really any research on any of these at all. So I'm going to do my best to answer all these off the top of my head. Madison Jones, thank you for your question. You were the first person to get in on any of the social networks. And Madison, your question is, I hope everything works out well for Jamin and family. Kiss, kiss. My question is, any news on Dangerous 25 yet? Thank you, Q. 
Okay, so of course, officially, no, we haven't heard anything about any Dangerous 25 release at this point. Um, as I am answering this question, I'm going to go across to Facebook because I do think there is an unofficial event happening in east coast of Australia, which some fans are going to be putting together. So I will try and find that as I'm talking to you. Um, I'm I don't know if they're going to do any Dangerous 25 celebrations. Off the Wall release this year wasn't really an Off the Wall 25 release because, first of all, it wasn't the 25th anniversary year for Off the Wall and it wasn't labelled as a Off the Wall 25 product. It was just a re-release and a documentary. So if they did put a Dangerous 25 thing out i it would probably be something really simple for them to do like maybe the re-release of the album the 2001 release perhaps because that was a special release packaged in with the bucharest dvd concert and maybe the dangerous short films dvd so it could be like something like a three disc set i think that would be so simple for them to do and Utterly pointless unless the packaging was absolutely mind-blowing, like the uh, pop-up 3D CD packaging that came out back in the 90s. Um, I haven't heard of anything like that. That's just me coming up with theories and things like that. I think that would be a simple product for them to do. I own all of those items multiple times, so it's something that I wouldn't need to buy. I think that they should put out maybe the Dangerous Concert on Blu-ray. I think they could... They could do so much with Dangerous, really. They could do like a Dangerous tour sort of special with behind the scenes and that kind of thing. A whole DVD with all of the campaign that they had. Um, maybe some more making of stuff from the making of the videos. It'd be great if we got another Spike documentary. That'd be awesome. Um, so while I've been talking, I've gone over to Facebook. On Australia, there is a group called MJ Fans, which is M J F A. NZ, Michael Jackson fans of Australia and New Zealand. So if you live in those countries and you're not a member of that group, head over to Facebook and uh, join that group. It's a pretty good little group and any events that are happening around Australia, um, they get put up in here. So at this point, there's a little event sort of in the early stages of planning, which is Dangerous 25 Australian Celebration. At this stage, the date they've got for it is the 26th of November, and it is in Melbourne, Australia. It's not pronounced Melbourne, all those people from overseas. It's We pronounce it Melbourne, M-E-L-B-I-N, Melbourne. So I love Melbourne. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, so that would be around the, also like the 25th anniversary for Dangerous, but it would also be around the... 20-year mark since Australia uh, for his History World Tour. So people in Melbourne are planning a great night and they would love all interstate MJ fam to, to come along. There's a little trailer. Um, I think that it might be something like a screening of the concert or a great little fan party. So at this stage, that's the only unofficial Dangerous 25 thing that I've sort of heard about. Um, 
but there's nothing stopping other fans from making their own Dangerous 25 celebrations if Sony aren't going to do it. So if you guys are going to do something for Dangerous 25, let us know here at the MJ Cast. So I'm going to head back to the questions. Thank you, Madison, for your question. And I will move on to the next one. So we got a question from Carly Swan. Hey, Carly. Shout out to Carly. And question from her was, how was the MJ Book Club? Uh, well, that's a good question, and it was awesome. And big thank you to uh, MJ Book Club on Facebook and at MJ Book Club over on Twitter. Karen O'Halloran from Melbourne for organising the event in Perth. It was really, really terrific. Um, as I sort of predicted on the episode that we had last, which would have been 28, I think, when I had recorded that just before MJ Book Club, um, I said that half the people at RSVP'd wouldn't show up, and that was true, which was disappointing, but expected. Um, but hopefully more people come next time, because as every little event we have here in Perth is, it's always super fun. So there was uh, one, two, three, four, five, six people all together. Uh, that was including myself and Karen, who put the put the event together for us all. So shout out to Julie, Justine... <coughs> Sorry, Julie, Justine, Michelle, and Jesse as well for showing up. And I think we set a bit of a record for the amount of books that people brought along to the event. There was three tables full of incredible books um, and some that I was so excited to see, like the uh, Rob Swinson um, Maker of Dreams book. There was... Um, some really great there was a the the Catherine Jackson book that she put out um to commemorate Michael there was a 3D Captain EO comic and Moonwalker comic that I'd always wanted to see so that was super exciting to see those and test out the 3D effects there was um the the Ever After book Forever Loved uh Traveling with a King who we've we've had um Christoph on on the show to talk about that that was really awesome to see um the moonwalker storybook comics we got we all watched uh the going back to indiana tv special as well which was really cool and karen had made um little flags and put those in little cupcakes and little mj water pure water labels for water bottles for us um, I think the books I was most excited to see were the Catherine Jackson book, Never Can Say Goodbye, the Harry Lautweiler, Neverland Loss, a, a portrait of Michael Jackson, and the King of Style, Dressing Michael Jackson, which I would not pay money for unless it was a secondhand copy, but the book itself is a stunning book. Um, it was interesting to see all those for myself because I've always wanted to go and see what was in them. Um, whether I bought them myself or not in the future uh, was to be decided, but having seen them, it was pretty exciting to see. But yeah, it was really cool. Um, great little catch up. Michelle, thanks for bringing your two big uh, MJ cardboard standees of the LA Gear Michael and the Bad um, album cover Michael they were awesome we all got some great photos as you can see in the uh, show art and photos that we put up across Twitter but yeah it was a really great event and really glad that I could go and big thanks to Karen again and just another shout out 
um, to fans out there that this little event, it was just we hired or Karen hired a, a room in a library and then brought along a couple of snacks and drinks and some books and invited MJ fans and we show up and we have a great time. And that's how easy it is for you guys out there to organize your own MJ events. And I can't even tell you how appreciated it is when there are little events like this for us to get together and share our love of Michael and learn new things and meet new people and make new friends. I think it's such a, an easy thing to do and there's nothing stopping you from doing it and even having your own MJ book clubs. And if you want advice, contact Karen over on Facebook or on Twitter. Just search for MJ Book Club and she can give you some advice. But it is such a great thing that all of us can do to spread our love for Michael. Thanks, Carly, for that question. I think you've got a couple more in there as well. I will try and get to those also. Next question on Facebook was from Tyler Clausen. He seconds Madison's comment, which was about Dangerous 25, and as Dangerous was his first album that he bought, and it's his favorite MJ album. Hopefully we hear news about Dangerous 25 soon. Also, Q, what was the best piece of insight that you got from one of your guests on the show about Michael and why? Also, do you think the estate will extend the contract? If you had an opportunity to talk to Michael, what would you say? Wow. Okay, so there's a few questions in there and I will have to try so hard to answer those off the top of my head. Okay. What was the best piece of insight that we got from one of our guests on the show? Hmm. I think we probably could all agree things that we learned from Taj Jackson in the Taj Jackson special were pretty amazing about Michael and his relationship with just like his nephews and what he helped them do for 3T as a group and for sort of mentoring them for their passions like film and things like that. And just being an uncle and just like hanging out and watching movies and things like that. I thought that was really awesome to hear. And I think what we heard from Tom Mesero as well about just the, the gentle nature of Michael and his honesty and what kind of guy he was as he was going through that really, really difficult time in his life. I was really just riveted hearing that and that meant a lot learning that from Tom Mesero as well do I think the estate will extend the contract I think yes I don't really know why I think that I'm not an expert in those sort of things I think that this sort of probably lack of a better term, in bed with Sony enough that they'll just continue along. There's no effort on putting out like super amazing, incredible products that just make all of the world like, or not all of the world, but all of the MJ world take notice and, you know, like ghosts, 3d box sets and, you know, things like the, um, the hello world box set from that other company that they put out. There's nothing being put out like that. They're all just coasting along, dropping a product here and there. 
costs without huge effort and probably without huge expense. So I think that they'll probably quite happily continue to do that. Um, that's just what I think. Like I said, I haven't got any real reasons to think that otherwise because I don't, I'm not an expert in that. Um, and if I had the opportunity to talk to Michael, what would I say? I have a feeling a few people have asked that. So that's a really tough question. I haven't really thought about that. Of course, I love you. And of course, absolute gratitude. And, and I would thank him for everything, all of his love for us and his art and his sacrifice. Um, what would I say? Probably just those sort of things. I think you'd be so swept up in the moment. I'd be hard pressed to think of anything else. Um, if I had like a chance to have a conversation, I would probably ask him about his art. Um, maybe video and film concepts that he had in his mind, uh, future plans, maybe where he sort of learnt about like where to get his strength from, things like that. If I come to that question again, I'll have to try and think of anything else that I might have forgotten. It's a really good question. Thank you, Tyler. Delighted to have with us one of America's youngest institutions. Five of our very favorite people who, in fact, are doing us the honor of letting us celebrate with them their 10th anniversary in show business. A great welcome, gang, for the Jacksons. See if you remember these songs. I never can say goodbye. Don't make the me. Never can say goodbye. Even though the pain and heartaches seem to follow me wherever I go, though I try and strike to have my feet, since they always seem to show. Then you try to say you're leaving me, and I always never say no. Tell me why? Is it so? Don't wanna let you go. This is Janneke, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. If you're after a leading magazine on all things Michael Jackson and the Jackson family, check out Jackson Source. Jackson Source publishes Jackson Magazine annually, and it offers a full retrospect of the previous year, covering all the news, highlights, and events of the first and next generation of Jacksons in the form of articles, interviews, photos, categories, and exclusive contributions from Jackson family members. That you really want. 
2015 edition of Jackson Magazine is now available and features articles about the message in Michael's music, the legacy of the Jackson 5, exclusive interviews with Tito, Jermaine, Taj, Terrell and TJ, as well as exclusive pictures of Tito, Jermaine, Jafar and Your Majesty, and loads more. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Jackson Source. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Diana Walzak, sculptor of the Michael Jackson history statue, and you're listening to the MJ cast. Okay, who have we got next? Okay, Sandra. Sandra Fakus O'Brien. Hey, Sandra. So there's a couple of questions here from Sandra. Have you heard the rumor that Jermaine wants to open a Jackson's theme park in China? No, I haven't heard that rumor, but it sounds like something that you would hear in the media. Um, there was, even when Michael was alive, and these were like definite plans, he had plans for theme parks in many parts of the world. I remember there was an old airfield in Poland that was going to be maybe converted to a theme park. Um, he had actually drawn up plans, which I cannot remember the name of the company. It's quite a big amusement theme company. Gary Goddard might have been the guy, the Goddard group. Uh, Michael had drawn up quite detailed plans for an actual Neverland theme park, not like his Neverland Park at Neverland Ranch. It was an actual theme park based around Neverland um, with the sort of almost the Disney-esque layout with the hub and spoke with like big banners, sort of the weenie at the end to draw you in and different attractions around the perimeter, even with hotels. Um, those plans are pretty amazing. Um, but none of that came to pass. But no, I hadn't heard that Jermaine one that I can remember of recently. Looking back on David Guest's relationship with the Jacksons, do you think the pluses outweigh the negatives? Hmm. I don't really know about all of the different details of their relationships and things. So I know that he was friends with the family since they were quite young um, and stayed in contact, as far as I know, for many decades. Uh, obviously he, oops, hit the microphone. Sorry, Jamin. Um, obviously he put together um, and produced the 30th anniversary concerts, which I think I'm very grateful for, and I know Jamin probably would be too, uh, because that's like sort of what made him a fan. I know that is a huge event that made a lot of people a fan, and, and we got that awesome Billie Jean performance from that and, and got to see him and his brothers reunite for that incredible show and just seeing them reunited coming out uh, for their first song together had me in absolute tears. It was just an incredible moment. Um, to be honest, I... Off the top of my head, I can't even sort of think of the negatives between the relationship. So for me, because I don't sort of know all the details of the relationship, I would have to say the pluses for me outweigh the negatives. So, but if you've got some feedback, you know, I love to hear from you. So send it in. Uh, also from Sandra, she asks, just opened a Charlie Chaplin Museum in Switzerland with an MJ figure. So isn't it time for a museum for MJ? Sandra, hell yes. 
it is so overdue for a museum for Michael Jackson and his exhibits. Whatever is left, because I see that Julian's are auctioning off a whole bunch of other stuff again. So whatever is left somewhere, yes, it should be in a museum. Whether it's in Gary, Indiana, which would be incredible for the for the whole area, um, or Chicago, or Las Vegas, or Los Angeles. Um, although I don't think Michael loved Los Angeles as a place at all. Or even, heaven forbid, Neverland Valley Ranch, where I think it would fit perfectly. Uh, even though there's probably zoning issues and all that kind of thing, I just think it would be a perfect fit. Yes, it is definitely time for a museum for MJ. And maybe that's where a permanent big Michael Jackson statue could be that Diana Walzak discussed with us that she has plans to create. That would be really awesome to have at a museum. So yes, definitely time for a Michael Jackson museum. I don't think there'd be many people out there that would uh, really disagree with that. So, Daniel Woods on Facebook. Shout out to Daniel. Thank you for your question. Favorite song that features a Jackson-related sample? I'm not sure you can beat SWV, but there have been many. Well, this is an easy one for me, Daniel, because I 100% agree with you. I think the uh, SWV song is an incredible track and for me, it was one of the earliest examples of uh, another artist featuring Michael Jackson. Um, I that was what back, geez, early early nineties or late eighties. So I'm trying to find the name of the song. Was right? Was it right now? I can't remember the name of the song. I've got it in my iTunes. <laughs> Uh, Love Will Be Right Here, that was it. SWV, Love Will Be Right Here. Yes, no, completely agree. I don't think you can really beat that at the moment. There was that Sigala one this year, which was also really good, and it did really well on the charts. But for me, completely agree with you with the SWV, Love Will Be Right Here. Always loved that song since it came out. I think that was sort of around the time I was sort of just becoming a Michael fan. So me hearing that, I was pretty obsessed with it and back then i might have taped it onto a cassette from radio station um might have even had vhs recorder back then and recorded it on some like afternoon australian kids shows that might have played it as well but yeah i'd love to hear from what you guys think what was your favorite song that features a michael jackson related sample great question daniel carly swan her next question, have you ever wanted to talk to an MJ impersonator? Um, if you're meaning in one in particular, I think it would be incredible talk to maybe E. Casanova. Um, I'd love to know about filming his scenes for Back to the Future um, and maybe when he filled in for Michael and who is it and I think remember the time in some shots i think that would have been pretty awesome so probably the only one would be ecas who i think is definitely one of the most incredible looking mj impersonators out there 
Verna Gold gives a shout out to us and to Jamin. Thank you, Verna. Thank you for that. Now, I think I have a few other questions here on Facebook. All right, so we have a number of questions from Tom Routerman. So, Tom, shout out to you. And I also want to give a shout out to young Aaron Routerman. Hey, Aaron, how are you going? I heard that you listened to the show. Sorry for my bad words. I hope that you don't say those bad words because you should only say those when you're a grown-up big man. So, but shout out to Aaron and I hope that you're well and looking after your dad. Thank you for listening. Tom's got a number of questions here. I will try and get through as many as I can. How would the world be different if MJ had not been born? How did Michael change the world? This is a huge question. I don't even really know where to begin with that one. Um, And I have a feeling over at the Dream Lives On podcast by the Michael Jackson Academia Studies, I think they might have a show in the works for about Michael's global reach and things like that. And that's a show that I would love, love, love to listen to. I think that will be an incredible discussion. Hmm. How would the world be different if MJ had not been born? I think that entertainment would be very different. I think music, music short films, and probably concerts would be very different. I think Michael really was a pioneer across so many artistic fronts that I think we would not if he wasn't here we wouldn't be able to compare but it would be very different across all sort of music and music related entertainment just look for example how many current artists have been influenced by michael like of course there would be someone else filling the place that people would be influenced by and grow up by but you know michael was the best and so many learned from him How did Michael change the world? I think definitely for the positive and definitely, like I said, across artistic and entertainment arenas. But I also think that he brought a consciousness to entertainment and to art about bigger issues. He never shied away from bringing attention to those that needed it he was a voice for the voiceless or for those that couldn't speak up like animals and children and the underprivileged and the sick and the dying and the people affected by war so i think michael brought attention and an awareness to many many issues and that was a huge positive it opened up a lot of people's minds and a lot of people's hearts. How would I be different if MJ had not been born? That is a huge question. I grew up in what what is Australia's largest country town, and I think as an early teen, I don't know, I just saw Michael as this incredible figure 
this superhero, if you will, that was in real life. He was like larger than life. And everyone's attention was on him, whether it was negative or positive. And I think that just gave me something to focus on and to have my attention on when maybe I wasn't sure about things myself. So, yeah, to me, he was just like a role model, really, growing up. Um, Used to, yeah, of course, love all of his music and his videos and his art and his books and things like that. But just, yeah, seeing him, you know, bring attention to charity and to to like animal welfare and to the poor. It was just such a good example. Like, I don't know, I never got involved in like drugs or drinking or crime or anything like that. And I think a big part of that was having such a really good role model and an example. So who can say how things would be different if Michael wasn't here for me? How are Michael fans different to other people? Tom also asks. I think Michael fans are quite sensitive and aware of issues and deeper meaning in a lot of things. Um, Definitely they have an awareness of, I think, charity and giving and all the things that Michael stood for and, and the power of love. Um, I think, I think a lot of, not a lot. I think, yeah, I think a lot of Michael fans have always felt different to other people. They've, they've always felt sort of maybe a bit isolated or a bit different. People might judge them and they've always just looked for a really strong example who was also someone unique and different. And I think Michael was that person for a lot of us. So I think Michael fans probably have a lot of stuff in common. I think Michael fans have a lot more in common, I think, than differences. And that's why whatever differences we have, we should just respect. What was Michael's biggest failing? That's a tough question. Hmm. I think him trusting the wrong people and letting the wrong people around him. I think that was really hard for him not to do. And the outcome was not good. So I think, I think he was just such an open and honest person and wanted to love and to trust people in general and people take advantage of that. And I think that's what happened to Michael a lot. Whether that was his fault on purpose or not, I'm no idea or can't say and not my place to say. But I think, yeah, having some wrong people around him that took advantage of him and, and yeah, some continue to do so. Another question for Tom was, do you feel that MJ loved you? Yes. Always felt that. When he said, I love you or I love you more, I I think we could all say that we felt that directly. It was like, even though there was like tens of tens of thousands of other people maybe there or watching it, you always felt as if it was to you. And I always felt as if it was absolutely a hundred and million percent genuine. 
every single time that he said it. So absolutely. Tom asks, is MJ your favorite person ever or the best person ever? Uh, he's my, I guess, biggest hero ever, my biggest role model ever. Uh, and I love his art, but I've also loved a lot of other artists in, in different fields as well. Like for me, obviously, my other big obsession is Walt Disney and the Disneyland Park that he created for us all and which, you know, then opened the doors to uh, Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, uh, which opened the doors to Tokyo Disneyland, to Disneyland Paris, to Hong Kong Disneyland, and in a few months' time in June, Shanghai Disneyland. Um, and they're all incredible places in all the other entertainment avenues that the Disney company have. So I'm a huge Disney fan as well. Um, and I love researching about him. If you ever get a chance in San Francisco, I highly recommend going to the Walt Disney Family Museum down in the Presidio area of San Francisco. It is an incredible place to learn about Walt Disney and his life and his contributions to art. And hopefully one day we'll have a place for that just like Michael. Is he the best person ever? I think we all in ourselves have the opportunity to be the best person ever and we shouldn't hold ourselves back from trying to be the best person ever tom asks if i could spend the day with michael what would i do and if i could talk to michael what would i want to talk to him about so if i was spending the day with him hopefully it would be at neverland ranch I think we all sort of grew up in that era of the 90s, you know, dreaming of spending a, like time with Michael playing around Neverland Ranch or just exploring the ranch. That's what I'd like to do anyway. Oh, my God, that would be incredible. Or a day at like, you know, an art gallery, a museum, something like that, just touring it with Michael and hearing you know, his thoughts on the art, something like that. Talking about art and things that inspires him. And if we were playing at Neverland, exploring the, the valley, um, we'll talk about, you know, also his inspirations, uh, his plans for Neverland, which I think never really came to fruition. I think definitely to a big degree, but I think he had further plans for Neverland to make it a place for underprivileged children um, to give them a place to come and, you know, open their world and to, to give them strength when they needed it. That would have been incredible to learn about directly from Michael. And also, of course, future plans. Like if he had future plans, what would they be and what his um, inspirations for those would be and where he would want to take things further. In what ways do you try to be like MJ? In what ways do you try to live your life like he did? I think to be grateful is a very, very, very powerful thing. And I try and do that in everyday life is just to really be grateful for what I have and for what people offer and what people do. 
for time that people spend with you. I think gratitude is is a really powerful thing um, that I think Michael was very humble and grateful. So that's something I think to be just aware. Um, I think a lot of Michael fans um, would be very aware of, you know, animals and, and the, they're sort of like the voiceless where they need, you know, to be protected. They need to be looked after. So, for example, our beautiful cats, we got them from the Cat Haven here in Western Australia, which we're big supporters of. And there's so many cats and kittens that need homes every year. So we we tried to support that as a wonderful charity and, and cause. So I think things like that are sort of... Uh, be been aware about and and you know just in general charities and you know let's raise when we have our little Perth Michael events for his birthday and things like that it's like you know Julie's like always bringing a tin let's let's organize something for Michael and you know raise money for telethon or something like that uh and yeah he, and Tom says good luck with the show and yeah so thank you to Tom and to Aaron for listening and thank you for all your questions Tom it was really awesome Touch 
Hey, this is really, really Brad Sundberg, studio engineer and technical director for Michael Jackson and host of In the Studio with MJ. You're listening to the MJ cast. So that was pretty much it for Facebook questions. So I'm going to head over to, hi Siri, can you open Twitter for me? I pressed my Siri button by accident and she opened Twitter for me. Awesome. Thanks Siri. So we got questions on Twitter as well. So firstly, we had question. <laughs> it's not really a question. It was a shout out from uh, that sexy rogue over in Scotland, Graham McCall. Graham wants a dessert. I think that Michael Jackson, his little awesome dog, Jax, deserves another shout out. And yes, shout out to Graham and to Jax. Um, he has an awesome little dog and I'll have to put a picture up because his little dog is, I think is a little boy in like a dog costume. Cause he's just, he doesn't dog much is what I can see in all these hilarious photos that this dog does little Jack's, but he has an awesome little thriller costume, um, which I'll have to put a photo up. But he's got a little wig and glasses and a little red thriller jacket. And it's just so cute. So shout out to Awesome Jacks, the coolest little dog in all of Scotland and possibly the world because he's awesome. So shout out to Graham and to Jacks. Also got a question here from Sam Fabriga or Fabriga. I apologize if I'm probably 100% pronouncing that wrong. Uh, that is at S-F-A-B-R-E-G-A-F. TW on Twitter and his question was what is your favorite posthumous project mine is either bad 25 documentary or one um i think for me the best products that have come out after michael died have probably been the Cirque du Soleil shows i think they have done a lot to spread Michael's music and his art and his image and his message all across the world, especially the touring show Immortal, I think did that. I just, the amount of work, friends um, and relatives that are not huge Michael Jackson fans, but they went to that show and they loved it and they couldn't believe, you know, the, the, the breadth of his music, what it covered and songs like Speechless all the way through to the big hits like Thriller and Beat It, they were so shocked that there was incredible stuff that they'd never even heard. And, of course, those iconic routines and things like that. So, And then I loved the one show in Vegas. I thought that was a really incredible celebration and tribute and a great fun little story. Um, incredible effects and and of course all of those amazing Cirque performers and artists are just mind-blowing in their discipline and in, in, in their talent and their strength and they just blow my mind every time I see like a Cirque show so I think they have been quite well put together you obviously know my feelings that there should be a soundtrack for the one show I'm still waiting for that damn soundtrack um, and the hologram part was the low point for me. I don't know why they can't just project real 
imagery of real Michael Jackson instead of an impersonator. Um, but the actual part of that show fit the story really well. The effect was amazing, especially when it dispersed into magic dust and things like that. So that part of the show was cool. I just would have loved it more if it was actually Michael that I was watching at that time. Um, I did like the packaging for Bad 25, the box set, the like the proper little square box set. And even the off-the-wall packaging, I actually quite liked the off-the-wall packaging also. Um, except for the chalk, which I actually asked a question to the artist that put the packaging together for the um, off-the-wall release CD and documentary. Uh, and that was, of course, the incredible, mind-blowing artist of Nate Giorgio. I actually um, asked him whose idea was the chalk and his response was the estate and sony were kicking around that idea with the stick of chalk that's what made my art so difficult i had to draw it like it was drawn in chalk best from la nate um but the actual packaging of the little cd and the documentary i thought was quite nice and the same for bad 25 um I don't know why on a lot of the art, like on the Cirque du Soleil art especially, they don't use actual photos of Michael, especially because he was photographed in that pose with his arms outstretched and, you know, doing the big ho. So I don't know why they haven't actually used proper photos of Michael in that, but the artwork is pretty cool. Um, but for me, the, the coolest posthumous projects would be the Cirque shows. So thank you for that, Sam. Carly asks, hey, Carly again, which is at MJ's my golden boy. If you were to redo an episode of the MJ cast, which ep would you do again and why? Maybe this one. Maybe I would try and be prepared and write some answers down instead of answering completely off the top of my head. Um, but no, I think this is this is hopefully okay for you guys listening out there. So, hmm, it's a good question. Um, I think I could have had some maybe better questions for Lavelle Smith Jr. Um, definitely, I've got would have more questions for Lavelle. Um, I don't know if he was holding a lot up his sleeve because he had mentioned that he was. Um, going to be hopefully writing a book and i know at the moment he's talking about um putting like a seminar together sort of like brad sunberg's uh mj uh, in the studio with mj events and they would be incredible to hear from lavelle at events like that um so i don't know if he was sort of holding back on a lot of answers because he didn't want to give too much away um i can't really think of anyone else if we had to do another episode um i listened to the podcast episode recently of the dream lives on um with eliza and karen and they were talking about the mj um off the wall documentary just put out by spike lee and it was a really great episode um if you haven't go check it out uh i think that they they said a few things that i wish i'd said when we were speaking about the spike lee documentary so i don't know I can't really answer that any better. Sorry, Carly. Um, Lynn Tyler. Hope everyone is all right. 
As for a question, I've been wondering what is the meaning of life? Lynn, I think the meaning of life is love. That simple. There you go, Lynn. I hope that helps you. <laughs> and I've got one more question here at this stage, which is from at Dublin Proud, John Mulholland. In the future, will you guys ever do a deep track-by-track album review? I love the trivia you guys share on tracks and videos. That's a really good question. Um, I have to say we didn't have plans to do anything like that in the works. We didn't have plans anyway. Um, But that's not to say that it's not something we'd sort of talked about in general um i imagine that they would be super long episodes like for example imagine doing like a a bad special on a bad album and maybe a bit on the tour where we brought people together like you know um brad sundberg and darren hayes who would basically said he would love to be on a bad special um and talk about it track by track I think we'd have to have some sort of music expert on the show. Maybe someone who's written um, incredible work about Michael's music and his tracks like uh, Andy Healy and someone that's worked on the actual album, maybe in the studio, things like that. Um, Episodes like that would be so vast and I can't imagine they would be short episodes at all. So if we did something like that, it would take a lot of planning and we would want to do it really well for you guys because once we make it and put it out there, it's out there forever for Michael fans all over the world. So we would actually really want to do it justice. Um, So we wouldn't want to rush it. We would actually really want to dedicate effort and time to putting that together. And that is actually a really good idea. There's like, some songs I don't know much about myself, but others, like, I'd be able to offer my opinion on why I love it, why it's good to dance to, maybe. We've got those songs that we always love to dance to. So, yeah, that's a really, really cool question. Thank you for that, John Mulholland. Now, I'm just going to head back over to Twitter to check if I have missed any. So... Also got a little message from Jamin. He just wants to thank everyone on behalf of himself for all the kind words for him. Um, He is away at the moment and he will be back soon. But I know that all of your messages really touched him and would give him a bit of strength. So thank you everyone for those messages. While I'm just waiting to hear back to see if that was the last of the questions, I will, of course, direct you to where you can find us on the internet. Of course, you can find everything on the website, which is the mjcast.com. And of course, I said that we were on Facebook and Twitter. So if you search for us on Facebook as the MJCast, you can also search for us on Twitter as the MJ Cast. Over on Instagram, we are the MJ Cast. You can find us over at Tumblr, themjcast.tumblr.com, and over on YouTube. If you search for the MJ Cast or one word, you will find us there. Or you can go to youtube.com/slash plus the MJ Cast. Of course, emails. 
we love getting your emails and email for us is the mjcast at icloud.com wanted to thank tyler clausen sandy o'brien and john mulholland john mulholland sorry for your emails after the last episode thank you very much we really appreciate that over on youtube for the last episode 28 wanted to thank liana norquest for your comment there and also vegan david thanks as well for sharing and for commenting on the last episode over on twitter and a shout out of course to mj is my golden boy at mj is my golden boy carly that's you i know that you'll be live tweeting so everyone if you want to join in live tweeting when this episode comes out look for the hashtag hashtag the mj cast ep ep 29 and you'll be able to join in so that was hashtag the mj cast ep 29 and you can join carly in live tweeting or if you're going to do it yourself that's a good hashtag to use um shout out to a b underscore leckman i hope that you have got some sleep and a nice maple latte so shout out to barbara over there in canada and all our canadian listeners thank you very much so i hope that you have enjoyed this episode it was something that we threw together super super quickly um we didn't want to leave you hanging too long for a show i hope this tides you over until Jamin is back and the next show uh, goes up for you. I hope that it hasn't been too boring. Um, I hope that I answered all of the questions that I could. I have to say, guys, you kept it clean. There was nothing in the gutter. I was surprised. I thought we'd get some saucy questions. A little bit relieved, I guess, but I was surprised. I thought there'd be some dirty minds out there that would send some dirty questions. But never know. Maybe we'll do this again if it goes well. Let us know if you'd like us to do this again. Um, I have to say it was good fun. Sorry that it was a little bit rushed and put together, but I am going to email this <clears throat> straight to Jamin. So hopefully before he travels, he'll be able to get this edited and put together i know that a life without love is no life at all
This is Taj Jackson of 3T, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. The music we've played today, uh, we played a Michael Jackson Human Nature mix, the Groove Funkle remix over on SoundCloud, and we also played the mashup Michael Jackson and 10 Artists L-O-V-E which is a mashup by Robin Scouteris. Uh, you might remember way back in season one, one of my finds of the week was actually the um, Lady Gaga, Michael Jackson mashup album, um, the King of Art Pop, which was also put together by Robin Scouteris. And this is a cool little track that is based on um, Hold My Hand, which is, I think, definitely one of my most recent favorite Michael tracks. 
um, and built up around that. And I hope you enjoyed it. So that is a very short and a very different and probably a little bit unprofessional because it was just thrown together really quickly for you. So we apologize for the differences. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Very, very, very much appreciate that you've tuned in and joined us for episode 29 and all of the episodes. We ask if you head over and if you haven't already subscribed to the show on iTunes, please leave a rating and a review and send us your feedback via email is awesome or social media if you don't want to email us but we love hearing from you and we take your opinions and feedback very seriously so thank you for listening this has been q of the mj cast thanks everyone for sending in your questions i hope that this show has been okay thank you everyone and i will talk to you soon michael on Thank you.